Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Group Answers Podcast, a weekly show designed to resource, train, and encourage small group leaders. Each episode considers current trends and resources, as well as timeless truths and methods of discipleship. It's hosted by Brian Daniel and Chris Surratt. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Group Answers Podcast Show. I am Brian Daniel with Chris Rett once again. Chris, welcome back. Hey, it's good to see you, Brian. Always enjoy our time. Always. See in air quotes there since we are again in our home studios. So, uh, but yeah, we are winding down the fall. It's good for the humidity to break and all that kind of stuff. So baseball, baseball, we talk about it probably too much, but. I think we're both looking pretty good there. I think we're doing okay. We did not win the Santos uh, lottery, um, one right, Juan Santos, um, but that's okay. I think we're still going to come in okay with the Cardinals. I think we're going to have a good Juan Soto. Soto, Soto. yes, Soto. Juan Soto. There well, we not to delay matters, but we are excited about each and every show. I assure you. But today is a is a different kind of show. Today we are interviewing the author, a co-author of one of the best-selling, if not the best-selling Bible study of all time. Welcome to Group Answers, Richard Blackaby. Good to have you on the show today. Hey, Brian, Chris, great to be with you. Thanks for being here. Should I give a little bit of his bio if like, if people don't know? I mean, most people probably do, but... Um, he's the president of Blackaby Ministries International, lives in Atlanta, Georgia, travels internationally speaking on spiritual leadership in the home church and marketplace, as well as on spiritual awakening, awakenings, experiencing God and Christian life. He's written and co-authored over 30 books, including Living Out of the Overflow, The Seasons of God, Unlimiting God, and Putting a Face on Grace. He also has... Brian mentioned at the beginning was the co-author of Experiencing God. And it's hard for me. I don't know about you, Brian, but it's hard for me to go anywhere nowadays and talk to somebody who hasn't done that study. So just a little bit about that, the workbook itself. And I mean, numbers, numbers is just one way that you show you show how God how God works through something. But the workbook itself has served, uh, has sold more than 5 million copies. And that's just the original version. The first revision is over 1 million copies sold. And our last analysis showed us that 8 million copies of the workbook have been sold in the U.S. since then. That's including the Spanish translation. And these numbers do not include the leader guides that account for another 500,000. And I, Richard, the way that I look at that is that's 500,000 groups minimally. Oh. And that's the first oh. time. So uh, oh. I know when I've led Experiencing God, I will use the same leader guide again. So that's just the beginning number. Yeah. And uh, I and would that add that while count, we... Yeah, that doesn't count all the translations. I, I forget like 40, 50 different translations that there's no way to track how many of those have sold. All right. Let me ask. Let me ask. Since there's a question on the floor, Chris Surratt, 40 languages... Would you go over or under 40? Richard's taking a guess at it. What would you go with? I'd say probably over. 
It is more than 75 languages. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. And there yeah, are some languages on that list I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have heard of. Yeah, uh, and and some of it, I mean, some of it is just kind of done under the, you know, not legally. I've I've been in some communist and Muslim countries where it's it's very you know done very uh, unofficially, and we've blessed them and said go ahead. So it's it's really hard to know how many there are altogether. So I would just say, just while we're talking about Experience of God, before we get into the actual interview, Experience of God released the original version in 1990. And um, at the time, Richard, your dad was uh, a director of mission in Canada, correct? Is that right? Yeah, he just left. When he was writing it, he was. He he, he got down to Atlanta a year or so before it was released, maybe two years before. So by the time it was released, he'd, he'd switched jobs and was in the States. So, um, and two, that was the original, um, um, burning bush cover. We revised yeah. it in 2005 and that's when the Moses cover that a lot of people would be most familiar with was, uh, was released. That is the, that was the revi- the first revision in 2005. So here we are, we were scheduled to release the third iteration of experiencing God as the 30th anniversary year. So we wanted to include Mike and Daniel, Henry's grandsons, Richard's sons, and Mike is in Canada and, and Canada, it was just really hard to get the video shoot scheduled. And there was a lot of uncertainty with that. So the 30th anniversary release of experiencing God became what Richard 32, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess so. It's- <laughs> Just so yeah, count. yeah, just a little bit of history, and we <laughs> did want to uh, revise it. We shot new video for Experiencing God for a New Generation, and yeah. um, it was quite the undertaking to do that. And you know, anytime you're going into something that is not broken and you're making changes, there is a little bit of just a little bit of trepidation. But we all felt good about Experiencing God for today and the emerging generation. So that gives us everybody just a little backstory about where we are, but this is definitely a legacy resource. Yeah. And, and, and really exciting just to see the way God's used it just year after year after year keeps changing lives. I'd love to ask for those who may not be that familiar with experiencing God, it's, it's hard to imagine, but I'm sure there's some younger generations that could, Share with us the central idea of the study. Yeah, you know, if I were to really summarize it, maybe three things. One is probably the, one of the most revolutionary uh, truths or teachings is that God is always working around us. And I tell you what, that has really challenged a lot of folks because they've said, well, he's not, I, I mean, I, I know he worked in history. I know he's worked in certain mission fields. I've heard great stories, but I just have an ordinary life. I work at an ordinary job. And Nothing ever happens. Even in my church, nothing out of the ordinary. And as people have studied this, it's like God opened their eyes and they realized Almighty God was at work all over their family, all over their workplace. They just hadn't noticed it before and hadn't been helped to know how to notice that. And uh, second thing probably is just that God pursues a love relationship. And it's so many people, just countless people have said, you know, I've gone to church all my life. and No one ever told me that God actually wanted to be in a active uh, relational relationship with me where he, he communicated, he interacted with me, he expressed his love to me. And so many people have said it just, it was like my whole Christian life was in black and white. And all of a sudden I realized it was meant to be in color and it just came alive. And uh, probably the last thing is just the whole idea of God 
speaking to us, God communicating with us. Uh, people get all hung up and they'll say, well, he's never spoken out loud to me. And I'd say, well, that's one of like a thousand different ways he could communicate with you. He can communicate by his Holy, his Holy Spirit lives within you. So he doesn't have to speak out loud. He can speak straight to your heart, right to your soul. There's all kinds of ways God can communicate. And that kind of scares people at first. And then all of a sudden they realize Everything God ever has to say only builds us up, only expresses his love, only gets us uh, directed into his activity. And it becomes really exciting every day, waking up and just getting ready to hear what God has to say today. And and off you go with another adventure, walking with uh, God Almighty. So, so Richard, since experiencing God is about God always being at work, just like you said, how do we notice when God's at work? in our group members' lives. For a lot of our listenership, they'll be in group ministry. They'll either be uh, like leaders or in a coach or educational uh, pastor capacity or leading a group themselves or both. So mm-hmm. in terms of like um, in group life, what tips, um, how would you, if how would you tell a group leader, this is how you know, this is how you know when God is at work in one of your group members? Yeah, well, this course, unlike any I've ever been a part of, truly causes people to encounter Almighty God. And so it's not just head knowledge. It's not just here's 10 truths. Make sure you have them all memorized by next week. As people start studying this stuff, uh, the Spirit of God just does things. And so, number one, just expect it. Don't be prepared. This may not be like another class you've taught, that as you start exposing people to these truths, things are going to happen. And and secondly, and and your group leaders know this, but if you're lecturing to your group, you may not ever see what God's up to. You've got to be interacting. You've got to be letting them talk. You've got to be throwing questions out and then being quiet. Um, Unlike any other course I've been a part of, you can't just lecture experiencing God. That's not what you do. You, you, they've been exposed to the material during the week. Now you let them begin sharing. And I'll tell you what, it's hard to get through a whole hour without somebody being in tears or someone just being breathless, telling you what they sense God is saying to their life. And, uh, and, and just be watching the body language. I mean, good teachers, good, good group leaders know that. But uh, I've, I've so many times I've been leading a group and someone's being very quiet over there that normally talks. And you just feel impressed to say, what's God saying to you right now? It just, you look like you're, you're hearing some things and share, would you, would you be, be willing to share that with us? And all of a sudden the floodgates open up and, you know, certain questions they ask. And I, I've just learned, uh, let the spirit of God go deeper. Like we, too many groups, we, we stay on the surface. We, we, we ask surface questions. We get surface answers with experiencing God be ready to go a little deeper. You know, they may give you the initial answer and you come back with a, a secondary question. And before you know it, you've gone places you, that you've never gone in a small group before. So expect it, be watching for it. And lastly, uh, whatever kind of outline that you came into the group with, let God hijack it at any moment he chooses to. And there's been lots of times where I thought I knew where I was going with this and God quickly changed direction for me. And uh, people are saying, that's the best class we've ever had. And I'm thinking that we didn't cover anything I planned to, (laughs) but God just took that class to a whole nother level. Was that a radical idea at the time of having a discussion-based study instead of a lecture-based study? Was that something that people had to grasp onto? Yeah, it was. 
people now, a lot of things that happen in, in Bible studies, people just take for granted. But you have to understand, I mean, back when Experience in God came out, they printed like 5,000 copies and hoped that they'd all sell. Hmm. And before they know it, they're talking about millions. And they're just saying, something is happening here we've never seen before. And it was so much of it was a grassroots where the groups kind of, took over. It wasn't just sit back and listen to this lecture from this real smart guy. Everybody had something they wanted to share. Everybody was excited about what God was saying to them. And it was just different. It it, it wasn't the same. Mm. And people weren't just taking notes from what the the teacher said. They were all like on the edge of their chair waiting their turn to share. Well, let me tell you what God did in my life this week. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was just now we may take that some of that for granted but back then it was uh it was just so exciting you, mm. you it was just everyone kept saying this is unlike anything i've ever taken before well remember brian we had uh claude king on pre-pandemic so we thought it was coming out sooner so we had claude on and he told the story of uh being asked to go to a, a training on encountering god at first baptist houston and in his group was uh, a very young beth moore and she talks about how that that study changed changed her life and kind of kicked off yeah. the way she uh, she ministers. So, what what a legacy! Um, yeah. One of the realities of experiencing God is that encountering God creates a crisis of faith. Could you explain a little bit what that means? What what, what crisis of faith is, and, and how we as group members and group leaders might help people navigate those moments with faithfulness? Yeah. Well, you know. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You cannot be pleasing to God if you don't have faith. But our our life, we, we tend to keep trying to navigate ourselves into a, a, a comfort zone where we can do everything in our own strength. We're never stretched. We're never challenged to do anything that scares us. And so we, we're constantly trying to live a life without faith. And God would say, but then it's not pleasing to me. So God's going to be continually trying to move you into a place where you have to have faith. And so if if God, you know, we keep thinking, well, God, why don't you just tell me to do something I'm really good at? And I'll be happy to go off and do that. And God would say, well, then you wouldn't need me and you wouldn't need faith. And so I'm going to steer you into something that's over your head, that's beyond you, that without me, you're going to fall flat on your face. And now we're gonna. Now we're getting you to where I want you to be, mm. where you're living in utter de- total dependence on me, uh, having to just constantly uh, trust me for every moment, uh, out of fear you're going to fail. Otherwise, we, we'd say, "Well, that's so uncomfortable for me." God would say, "Well, that, good, but that's you need to get uncomfortable. This is there's a lot more I want to do in your life than what you can do while you're staying comfortable." So, yeah. The, the, so we've just had to say, and I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and said. Uh, you know, I, I went through experiencing God and I felt that God wanted me to walk away from the family business and go to seminary and be a pastor. Or they, mm-hmm. I was pastoring this comfortable church in my home ca- county I grew up in, and now I'm overseas uh, as a missionary because of what happened in experiencing God. And just over and over and over again, people will say, I, in fact, people said, you, you really need to put some kind of warning label on the front of experiencing God because it's going to really turn your life upside down and people <laughs> ought to be warned what's about to happen. I, I, I remember some friends of mine, they, they kept trying to get their past, well, uh, they were trying to get their pastor. He's a new pastor. They wanted him to ex- go through experiencing God. He kept saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of busy. I'll get to it. You know, it's on my desk, but he never got to it. So they finally invited him over to their house for dinner and they really just put out, you know, everything for a great dinner. 
Then they retired to the living room for dessert, and they thought, well, let's just put on the, the DVDs while the pastor's having his pie. They started showing him one of the DVDs, <laughs> and the guy got really hooked on it. He said, could I take these home with me? Well, he ultimately does pull out that book. He says, I do want to study this. He goes through the whole thing. And and through that study, God calls him to go to the mission field. <laughs> and so everybody is all over this couple saying, because you gave him experience in God, we lost another pastor. But uh, that happens all the time. It's uh, So, you know, I just tell people, wow. if, you want, if you're really happy with how your life is right now, you might not want to take this <laughs> course because uh, God's going to mess it up and shake it up and uh, take you places you never dreamed you might go. That's awesome. Richard, I want to ask you, um, I guess every generation feels this, but, uh, you know, you, you get the sense that we're at a crucial time in history, not just national history or evangelical history, but really just human history. And maybe that's being farsighted. I don't know. And, and that's not new, but I, I would just like to get your thoughts on, um, why or how experiencing God may, might be more applicable now than ever. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, we're recording in 2022. Uh, we've just come off a really unprecedented event, uh, with the pandemic. Our, our political environment is, is different um, than what I can remember at any other point in my life. You know, that we seem to be much more adversarial. The, um, and I'm, I'm saying things that everyone already knows, but social media just seems like just fans, the fans, the fire we've, we've retreated to extremes. So just the message of experiencing God and, and what it espouses and how it was curated. And you've been a part of this for a long time. I mean, how would you, how would you say that, that this message might be more important now than it ever has been. Yeah, well, you're exactly right. And several things I would say. One is, I'll tell you what, through the last two years of COVID, uh, a lot of very comfortable Americans and people around the world have suddenly faced issues of life and death. And am I ready? And, you know, when, when everything's going well, you're, hum- you're, you're uh, healthy and you, you've got money, uh, then, you know, people are like, well, I probably need to address some of those issues at some point, but I've got lots of time. And then all of a sudden you're faced with real issues about if I were to catch a, a fatal disease and die, would I, am I ready? And so certainly that's caused a lot of uh, spiritual questioning. But, mm-hmm. but also I think and with the political scene and the social media stuff and uh, how, how many untruths are just bantered about all over the place these days? Uh, people are looking for something that's authentic. And unfortunately, a lot of people have come to church and not felt like they were encountering authentic Christianity either. Uh, they were they were dealing with religion, but not necessarily a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I'll tell you what, experiencing God just addresses a lot of things people are looking for. They're looking for things that are real. They don't, they're not looking for more religion. They, they actually want the, to know the person of God. And they, they want to interact with him. They, they don't want a mediator. They don't want someone telling them what they should think. They want to actually encounter God themselves and, and work that out. And so, yeah, and, I, and, you know, I've seen people, very diverse people in experiencing God groups, uh, prisoners in jail. Uh, pol- I've seen political groups going through it, uh, different parties even together. Uh, it's, there's something very unifying about just standing before God and listening to him. And uh, instead of everybody else coming and 
giving their opinions, just saying, what does God say? What is God doing? And that's very unifying. And so I'll tell you, everything that experiencing God has done in people's lives seems to be addressing the very things that we desperately need today. I would just, I would just add to that, Chris, that one of the things experiencing God does so well, and I think it just points to the, um, just the revealed nature of it to uh, to its authors is it balances this this tension between the weightiness, like what Richard is saying about this relationship with God, this authentic real relationship with God. Not that it's possible, uh, that it's accessible. It's but without diminishing who God is. Mm-hmm. And I would also say uh, on the just consistent with that is it also does a good job of articulating or positioning itself or people that are going through this as a Bible study as to what the stakes really are. Mm. Those two things. Now that can be done and probably has been done in other resources to a greater or lesser degree, but I don't think the balance has been there in other Bible studies. It's been that you go into this and it really does feel like, I mean, Richard, we did the thing at the Southern Baptist event uh, convention with the, uh, the sacred space and, you know, you go into the burning bush and what that posture feels like. It does feel like that when you enter into this study that you're entering into something along these lines, that something changes. It's a different world. It is a different reality. So I think that's a, for those of you that are looking for something like that, this, this is a, a wonderful experience. Mm. Yeah. And it's just people over and over again will say it changed their life. I, I've read lots of books that I found interesting that didn't change my life. But this one, you, and it's got such a track record now that you can say with, with confidence that there are just so many testimonies that God's used this that odds are pretty good that he's going to do something in our group too. One of the great things about this revision and kind of revisiting is is uh, it's becoming digital, right, Brian? There are options now online for uh, people to go through it together. You want to talk about that, what that looks like? Um, it's pretty interesting, and it might even be a whole nother show to get into all of the details, but when the team, and it was it was Richard and several of us here, Robin and Holman, student team, we entered into this conversation. It's like, wow, do we really, to what degree do we need to alter or change experiencing God because it is what it is and it's so successful. So it was very prayerfully and um, (laughs) I would love to say boldly, but I don't, I don't know how true that would be, but yes, one of those big decisions was, do we move it out of the DVDs and into the video on demand platform? And in the end, we decided that if we're, if we're serious about this and creating it for the 21st century, then we have to do that. Now you can still get the DVDs, but the primary vehicle of delivery is through the Lifeway on demand platform. And you can go, you can find that in the, any app store that you have, be it Google or Apple. And the way it works is you buy your, what we call Bible study book or your study guide. And in the back of that are the variable codes and uh, you go to the app or actually you go to lifeway.com, redeem those and they show up on, on your app. And the reason we like it like that one is it, it's, it's the medium today. I mean, everything is streaming. Well, I was going to say, on- I'm not exactly young, but I have no idea where my DVD player is. I mean, it's, I think it's in the yeah, attic I, somewhere in a box. So, so I, we, we had to make that move. But one of the reasons 
apart from that, um, we, we like this because it gives groups more flexibility. So if I wanted to watch the videos, engage and consume that content on my own before group and not use group time for video, then we could do that. And, I, and I've been in groups, Richard, Chris, you guys probably have two where you watch the video as a group and then react to it. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the, what I prefer uh, as a group member is watching it on my own and showing up for discussion and not watching the video. So it, it yeah, because it takes a lot. It, it cuts mm-hmm. the time frame down. You know, you can get right to it when you meet as a group now and not wait to have to show all that. And I've known lots of people too that either missed the group or they did it on their own and then it, they didn't want to spend that much money on a DVD set just for themselves. And so a lot of people never saw the video because they just they weren't in a group that that had it or showed it. So. I, I like this because it does make it much, much more available to folks. And you, I, I think you just you want to have the video experience too. It's just an extra dimension to everything. That's great. Yeah, I, I, all of the groups that I oversee pretty much are all doing streaming if they're doing videos. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. I want to ask you, um, Richard, one more question. And I know this isn't about experiencing God, but you talked, you said about books that impact your life and change your life. And one of the books that you were involved with, with your dad was, uh, spiritual leadership. And I read that as a young, youngish, um, pastor coming up and it still shapes a lot of the way the decisions that I make Mm -hmm. and the, the way that I posture myself as a pastor. In fact, I use it in training with young pastors now. Um, uh, how did that book come about? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you, you, how did your dad work on it? And what was your part of it? I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, well, uh, you know, leadership's my passion. And uh, basically, years ago, uh, my dad and I, we wrote uh, a very popular book, uh, Experiencing God Day by Day. It was, uh, it's still uh, very popular. And uh, basically, after we wrote that, uh, uh, Brahman Holman came back and said, hey, that was great. What we, we, We'd like you to write at least two more books together like that. What would you like to write? And so I, I said, well, Dad, I let's make one of those on leadership because that's my wheelhouse. That's what I really enjoy. So... On that particular book, I really took the lead. I mean, I, I knew everything my dad taught about leadership, and we we brainstormed much about it, talked through it, worked through it. But um, I'm the one that I, I especially had done a lot of reading uh, just on leadership, uh, secular and Christian, and and I wanted to take the best that was out there, but then also run it through a filter of, of what does God's word say, and uh, and not get just chasing after the world's ways to do God's work, but but to learn and, and to evaluate and to, to pull out what, what did align with God's word. And so that was one of the features. We, we sort of wrote it, at least I wrote it, with this, the, the sense that it could be a textbook. And we've been very more great, grateful that it has been. I, I All kinds of schools, seminaries, MBA programs, and Liberty University, other places, still use it as a textbook. And so... It, it's we wanted it to be a resource that if you didn't have a lot of books on leadership, if you at least had that one, I, I basically took all the best books I had on leadership and tried to pull the best stuff out of it and, and stick it in there somewhere so that you could just kind of have a, a rich resource. So I'm, I was thrilled to hear that you that you use it. That, that was what we hoped for. Oh, great. Well, they worked on this young pastor. So thank you so much for mm. uh, for writing that. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to uh, point out that we have a revised student edition of Experiencing God as well that released 
in April at the same time as the adult version did. And I'm really excited to be able to uh, report that. You can find all that information at lifeway.com. Um, also available. Yeah. And Richard, I think that is, I think the new student version is a, is a nice, nice move forward for the experiencing God family as well. Yeah. Well, I think people need to know too, the, the original student version was basically the same, the, the adult version. It just had student looking cover on it and so on. But, but this, this uh, new version was actually written by my two oldest sons, my dad's oldest grandsons. Um, they're, and they are God's using them both. They're both in ministry. They both have PhDs in apologetics. And so they really had a passion uh, to, to, to pull some apologetics into that as the experiencing God as well, especially for the younger generation. And so I'm, they're just very creative, uh, very good communicators. And so uh, I was thrilled that uh, the third generation now could, could be teaching the younger generation about experiencing God today. The, there is also an online Bible study for Experiencing God that is a, a new venture for LifeWay associated with this content and with this message. You can find out more about that at LifeWay.com. Scroll down and find information about the online Bible study. This is different because of the author's engagement. And so the kind of things that you're hearing from Richard today and from Mike and Daniel, I think will be in and out of it. There will be special access uh, to a special account with the authors, and Richard's a part of that, as well as uh, some other yeah. special features associated there. So you can find that. That kicks off September 6th. Registration is open now, and we would love to have you on that, and we're real excited about that and to see how that just just how that t- turns out, that experience. Yeah, and you get to study with people all around the world to take this course. That's, a, that's an awesome experience. So if you... If you're unfortunate, if you're one of those people that you know, either doesn't have a group or you're out of town or you're just unable to be with a the group, then that's a great opportunity to be a part of Experiencing God and participate in that. Like Richard said, it's there'll be people from I Experiencing God is as a global entity. So there'll be people from all over the world there. And I think that's going to be just really interesting to see how how that plays out. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the group answer show dr richard blackaby thank you so much for being with us i know that you are on the road a lot and have a lot going on so i really appreciate that you'd give us this time oh it's been great to be with you real excited and also excited to be able to talk about experiencing god and this fall is going to be big it's going to be a big fall for experiencing god Mm. as always we ask for you to leave comments and uh rate and we'd love to hear back from you You can follow us on twitter and let us know if there's a topic that you would like to hear from us about uh that we do use those to inform future shows so that's going to be it for now thank you for being with us and look forward to being with you again on down the road